Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host. John Chapman. All right, man, it is Thursday, which means I'm excited because I got my good friend Brian here with Legit Football, and we're going to be talking some more NFC West. Who's the best of the best? Brian, how are you today? I'm wonderful, John. I missed you last Thursday. I got to yeah. say, we were pre- prepping for our first episode of 30 Minutes of Football, so I it was good that I had the extra time. But if you were still in town, dude, I, I still would have done this show. I love <laughs> coming here, talking to the Niners faithful every Thursday at this time. Um, I'm ready. Offensive. Let's let's go, dude. Let's do it. Yeah, and you know, I, I'll say another thing. Like, yeah, sorry about that, everybody, for last week. Had some family in town, so I wanted to, you know, it's, it's the offseason. I, I struggle missing shows. I'm a pretty— you, You're a grinder, man. You're great. You yeah. deserve the day off. You're, you're, yeah. Your fans get it. Don't, you know, it's it's all good. You're back. You're I, I didn't get now. too much backlash. I didn't get too much. A little bit, but that's okay. I also—you were still releasing content. I'm guessing you, like, recorded ahead of time because I, I subscribed to the podcast, and I kept seeing the stuff pop up. I'm like, dude, this guy never stops. We, you got to fill them, man. You got to keep yeah. them going. You got to keep, keep it, it, you know, live. And that's okay. Uh, but today, I'm excited about this. Two weeks ago, we did the all NFC West defensive team. Today, we're going to be flipping it. Offensive side of the ball. And more fun, to be, yeah. let's be honest, it's more fun. I'm yeah, the I think so. <laughs> and, and so we're both going to be going through basically the same thing that they do at the end of the year. We're projecting. So it's not so much who did had the best year last year, even though right. for me that played a large role. I know Brian's much more of a projector going forward. I don't feel as confident doing that about other teams. The 49ers, I do just because I know him so much. Sure. But the great thing about Brian is this dude 
nose the wazoo out of the NFL uh, with legit football, which you guys had your first couple shows uh, come out this week. Uh, we where did. could we catch those? And I'm going to give a shout out. I had a number of uh, 49ers Rush listeners because some of them shouted out it. during the live. So you guys, you know you're the best listeners out there. Uh, John obviously knows the same, so thanks for showing up. But right now we're doing every Tuesday and Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern time right here on YouTube. We're also out there on all the podcasts. But here's a little treat. We just nailed this down right before we started recording. My yeah. next guest, I got a show tomorrow uh, at 10 a.m., 1 Eastern. Um, but on Tuesday, your boy John Chapman, 49ers Rush, will be my guest. It's just 30 minutes of unscripted NFL talk, you know, if he's on, it's going to be Niners. So oh, it's we're, just t- like, we're going Niners. It's we're like going an extension Niners. of this. So the, the show went well. We have two episodes under our belt. It's really exciting. Can't wait to have you on, John, next week. Yeah, I'm pumped about that. So go give him a follow there if you haven't already. Check out the show. Uh, you know he brings good content, which is awesome. Now, let's go into and shout out to all the hashtag CCers. We got uh, giveaways galore. We're giving away an autographed Brent and IU jersey next Tuesday and then next Thursday with Brian, we're going to be giving away two t-shirts. One of those going to hashtag CC, one of them going to a new subscriber in the past 40 days. So if you've been one of those people on the fence, um, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. It helps us out a lot uh, with metrics and analytics and all that kind of crazy stuff, getting our videos recommended more. So uh, go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you don't mind. It really does help us out. Let's go. Let's do this. And man, I'm going to go in the craziest of all orders. Oh, because okay, because I I love a large part of my childhood um, was built around two video games, Tecmo Super Bowl. Um, that was I, I friends would come over stay the night. We would create brackets. <laughs> We would have like tournaments, and so you pick a team, you draw numbers. We'd usually shoot basketball, so we we'd play like you know a three point competition, and whoever sure. won got to pick their team first, whatever. Um, and then whatever team you got stuck with. And then you played it out. So that was the number one. Tecmo Super Bowl is incredible. Number two is Madden. Oh, yeah. Loved Madden, man. And today, Madden announced that Trent Williams. I had this in my notes, but I figured you were going to say it first. Go ahead. I I couldn't hold back, man. (laughs) Of course not. (laughs) The first ever offensive lineman to receive a 99 grade. Freaking incredible. Yeah. This Um, game has been around. I think the first Madden came out in, what, 91, 92. Yeah. So, you know that long to never have had an offensive lineman at 99 until now 49ers faithful be proud that Trent Williams is on your team yeah and I think there should have been 99 you know players in the past Joe Thomas right. for sure yeah, yeah, Joe Thomas but, immediately came to mind yeah and and but you know whatever they're correcting mistakes and here's the craziest thing about it and I, I gotta remind everybody of this you've got the best offensive lineman in all of football for a third and a fifth round pick freaking yeah. stolen you stole them washington the, the, on the other flip as the nfl side the flip side of that washington man did they handle that horribly it was a win for the niners i mean you could but come on washington could you have handled that any poorly like literally a uh, future hall of fame left tackle when you gave him away for pennies on the dollar yeah it was bad all right so um anyway can we pencil in trent williams as the first team left tackle oh of can course. we do that Please. i yeah i, yeah. I, I struggled He's first team for if we were doing all nfl he'd be the first team left tackle i mean it's like no question there 
I agree. All right. So let's go the order you want. That's the only one that I wanted to throw in there. I apologize, Brian. I love it. My no. bad, man. Hey, we got to we got to protect our blind side. We got to start with there that left go. tackle. We got the cornerstone. So I'm going to mix it up slightly. I still primarily use my general NFL knowledge and PFF grades to put this list together. But I wanted to throw a little extra something to you, Niners faithful. So I have a fun fact or fun nugget with each of these players that I chose for my lineup. But I was going to go the traditional route, quarterback, running back, all that. But, but John has inspired me in, in honor of Trent Williams today, first ever 99 overall in Madden. We're going we're gonna to let's get the front, let's get the hog mollies out of the way. Oh. Let's do the whole front offensive line. I'm going to go left to right. So we'll go uh, left tackle, left guard, center, right, ta- right guard, right tackle. Um, so I got to scroll first because this is not the order I put it in. But we're, we're, we're improvising. It's a live I like show. It. All right. I like it. So we all know. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read some, my Trent Williams nuggets. I did have nuggets for every player. No-brainer that Trent Williams is the, is the starter here. Come on. First 99 overall in Madden. If this is an all-NFL, like I said, he'd be the, the, you know, written in pen at that left tackle. So he earned a 96.9 PFF grade since 2020. Ranks first among tackles by nearly five points. So that's over the last two seasons by nearly five points over any other tackles in the NFL. Earned a 98.3 PFF grade in 2021, which was the highest of any position, any position. Yeah. We're talking Aaron Donald, anything, or in any season in the past 16 years. Trent Williams, your boy, guarding the blind side of will be Trey Lance, the highest PFF grade over the last 16 years of any position in the NFL. And, you know, I'll, I'll say this, you know, I, I enjoy PFF and I think that there's a lot of positives because yeah. l- let me say this, their grading scale before PFF ever even existed, we use the exact same grading scale when we went through film with my players. Mm-hmm. And so what we would do is on in every single given play, you would go through with your position player. So if you're a D line coach, you're a D line guy, linebackers, wide receivers, whatever. And every single snap, you get a plus two to minus two. And now I had different coaches that would do half points or whatever and, you know, whatever else. But at the end of the game, you know, if even if you played five plays, if you're a backup player, you could say, hey, you graded out positively. And then somebody ahead of you graded out negatively. It would put a nice bow on it. Now, right. Is that everything? No, No, it's a launching point. It's a accumulative kind of rubric to assess performance. But it misses and a lot of it with PFF. Let's just be really, really honest. Not all those guys understand scheme and whatever else you can watch the film and say, Oh, I think that this person messed up, but if you don't understand a backside zone fire blitz, well, yeah, it might look like that that guy messed up. Eh, It's not his fault. In particularly with the offensive line though, I'm going to give PFF some, some credit here because there are, we actually our first ever episode of 30 minutes of football. We put out a Twitter poll of what kind of topics. And we had the you know second-year quarterbacks and wide receiver switching teams and all the things you would expect. But somebody in the comments mentioned about the uh, problem with offensive line statistics and how to properly judge offensive line play. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app and here's what's great it it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country including california texas and georgia on top of that you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason action some of these player props 
Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match of up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. And I actually thought that was amazing and decided to bring it up as a topic. And that's one thing PFF has done is they have, while it's not perfect, they have kind of shined a light on some offensive linemen that maybe they don't have the big flashy stats. Like maybe they, they allowed a, a three or four sacks, you know, whereas some, some guys didn't let up any sacks, but that same offensive lineman might have won 99% mm. of his matchups. And so being able to grade those offensive linemen on every single play really shined a light and gave a little extra attention to offensive line play. Yeah. So I really like it specifically for, and, and the D-line kind of the same way. So I don't hold every position grading the same with PFF, but I really like how they grade offensive line. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you there. And I want to say shout out to a Paul Hope, man, who I see in here, uh, the UK faithful, love what they do over there. Excited to hang out with Paul soon, hopefully. Uh, uh, man, we got to get a game over there. And when we do, man, we're going to party together, my friend. Uh, all right. So we got Trent Williams and I don't think it's close. You know, I went through and I did a first and second team for each position just because mm. I was curious, Nice. but we're going to be keeping a tally um, on all these. I had Joseph Noteboom as the runner up at the left tackle. I did have Trent Williams. All right. So let's go. You want to go left, right? So let's go left guard. And uh, I thought this was one of the worst positions in Not the division. Yeah. Absolutely. Hands down the, for the entire division that if we're once again, sticking to the PFF grades, the highest graded guard, highest graded overall 68.4. So for PFF <laughs> grades, you really want to be like 75 to even be like league average. You're talking about the highest graded guard who is David Edwards of the Rams, who I'm going to go ahead and pencil in at left guard <laughs> just by default. David Edwards of the LA Rams, 68.4 overall grade. And it was, it, was that was nitpicky. your number one. You went. You went number one. I went number. I went David Edwards at, at left guard. Yeah. All right. There you go. I went Damian Lewis. His grade was he bad, was but three. I feel like. Yeah, and yeah. then I was like, all right, Justin Pugh, man, he's injured all the time. His plays descending. Like it's just bad. Lincoln Tomlinson would have been the lock there, uh, right. but he left, and so we'll see. Aaron Banks has a shot to jump in there, but there's no way you could put Aaron Banks in there now. You can't he project that kind anything. of thing. Correct. I think I saw in Banks that he had, what, like five offensive snaps last year or something like that. It's, it's yeah, it was, oh, it was nothing. It was right. nothing. So, hey, 
it could be a completely different conversation next year. A lot of Niners fans are excited about some of the younger prospects you guys have along the line. But the guards were really just like, <laughs> I, I guess I'm putting David Edwards in. Um, so, yeah, not not super excited about him at left guard. But no. I, got Trent, I got Trent on the le- all the way on the left. There you go. Off. There so you I'm, go. That makes up for some of the deficiencies. Uh, all right, let's so, go to the big man. Who's snapping the ball? So I have got uh, my boy out of Florida State, Rodney Hudson. So here are my – let me get my fun facts, and then, John, we can jump over and, and, and hear your, your, your pick at center. So Hudson is the only offensive lineman in the NFL with at least 150 pass-blocking snaps to allow a pressure rate below 1% in 2021. Only offensive lineman, not just center. Across 456 snaps last year, he surrendered only for pressures – not sacks, four pressures, including just a single sack. And over the past decade, if we're looking at a wider angle, his 1.4% pre- pressure rate leads NFL centers with at least 1,000 pass-blocking snaps. And he recorded almost 5,200 snaps and gave up only 71 total pressures and 11 sacks across the last 10 years. To me, that's a stalwart. He went to my alma mater, Florida State, but uh, I think, to me, that was an easy pick for the center. How about you? Yeah, I had him number two, and... I thought that his play kind of went down a little bit, but it was close. I had it between Brian Allen of the Rams hmm. and Rodney Hudson um, there of, of Arizona. And and again, you did a hell of a job, you know, staking your claim. And I love Rodney Hudson of old. I think he, right. all pro center. You know what I mean? Like he's been on that level. Speaking of teams, I, Raiders should have they got rid of him for pennies on the dollars too. Yeah, whatever the Raiders do um, <laughs> is usually bad. Having said yeah. that, they appointed. Their oh, yes. ver- their president, uh, female very first president, and let me yeah. I need I need to do a little bit of research because I don't want to be disrespectful. I think that this is incredible. I love things like this, and I think that it needs to happen. 100%. So uh, shout this out to news. Sandra Douglas Morgan, yeah. that's her name. Um, and I apologize apologies for uh, not knowing her name right off the top of my head. I don't no, follow. I'm glad the you Raiders. brought it up, John. I'm glad you brought I think it up. That's this incredible. Is phenomenal news. Uh, hats off to the Raiders who do a lot of things wrong for actually yeah. doing something right in their organization today. So I'm glad that we brought that up. And I think it's sad that, you know, they're under investigation for a very hostile work environment right now. We'll see where that goes. But, you know, how much of this is, you know, covering up whatever, I don't care. I, still, you celebrate victories. And this correct. is a victory yes. for everybody. So, hey, shout out to them. I hate the Raiders. I hope she does <laughs> terrible. But I'm very from happy for moving a, forward. Yes. Yeah, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. 100% agree there. All right, moving forward for us let's go right guard let's get through these guards quickly because we already kind of talked about how bad this position was you mentioned justin Pugh. is a little bit older has some injury concerns but once again the pickings are slim at guard yeah. in the nfc west so i'm going to go ahead and pencil pew in at right guard 64.5 overall which was number two behind edwards as far as total pff grade a uh, little bit better of a pass blocker than edwards but not as good in the run block so they kind of balance each other out a little bit and I'm not again, proud of this pick, John, but I didn't have bad. anyone else to pick. I The two that it came to, I, I kind of took a different, and again, th- this is what happens with a pro football writers association. They all have their own criteria. They're right. allowed to do whatever they want. I didn't want to change positions. So I just looked at left guards for left guard and mm. right guard for right guard. So the two I looked that at it OG, came down, offensive guard, I'll put them where I need to. That's what they do. A yeah. lot of them do that. Uh, but for me, this morning, I was like, you know what? Let's just keep it. Let's keep it simple. Um, I, mine was between Gabe Jackson of Seattle and Daniel Brunskill of the 49ers, neither which deserves this. I gave the nod to Gabe Jackson. I do uh, like but Jackson. Again, yeah. But, but, I, I don't like either one of them. I like Brunskill. Is he one of the best in the NFC West? No. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but Shanahan loves him. If Shanahan was voting, um, he might vote Brunskill over Trent Williams. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Shanahan was voting. It'd just be 12 49ers. So let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I want to, I want to put this other big Bobby says great symbol, but is she any good? I have no idea. I don't follow the front office personnel moves of the Raiders. I hate the Raiders. She ran Raiders. Uh, some sort of uh, gambling commission in Nevada. So she has leadership yeah. experience. I know that. Uh, but, I mean, she's never been a president of a football team, so we'll find out. Yeah. But we're just celebrating the move. Whether she's any good at the job, Correct. that's we'll see. But good for the move. Trust me, there's lots of people that shouldn't be in any position. So uh, this I count as a positive. Yes. Uh, that's just me, though. So anyway, now let's go to right tackle, which there are a couple qualified candidates. Uh, but it is, it's crazy how the interior offensive line for this division is straight trash. Um, it's bad. It's really bad. Yeah, it is. And like I said, I'm glad that we're done with the guards. I don't want to give any more attention to the poor quality. Hopefully, Aaron Banks, hopefully the, the Niners are able to develop some of that interior talent so we can have a better conversation with regards to the guards next year, John. Um, so at right tackle, I've got Rob Havenstein. So Same. Yeah, okay. Hey, we actually, well, Trent Williams, I guess we agreed on that too. So career high pass blocking grade last year at 77.5, but his strength is really in his run blocking. He's graded out in the 87th percentile of all qualifying tackles in zone run blocking grade in 2018, 2020, and 2021. So this is a stalwart. You want your right tackle to kind of be that bruiser, that that guy that's going to lead your run blocking. Uh, but as I mentioned, had his best year as a pass blocker last year as well. So Havenstein was an easy choice for me on the right side. You know, one thing that I'm curious with with the Rams, whenever I was breaking down their film, they left Whitworth by himself almost always mm-hmm. at left tackle. And they almost always chipped to the right side or had a tight end on the right side. I'm curious what they're going to do because, you know, Whitworth, he's done. He hung it up. I would have put him at right tackle for this and Trent Williams at left if he was still in the league, just throwing that out there. But will they adjust their protection scheme to help him out or to continue helping him out, or do they leave him alone now and help out Note Boom on the other side? Uh, But I had Havenstein, um, my first team is wide, McGlinchey as the runner-up who's going into Mm. a contract here, coming off an injury, so that's important. But, yeah, that's kind of where I had. So, uh, real quick, just to summarize, his first team, Brian's first team, O-line, he had Trent Williams, David Edwards, Rodney Hudson, Justin Pugh, and Havenstein. So, the Rams got two, the Cardinals got two, and the 49ers got one. Uh, He had nobody in seattle um so far so now let's go to the skill guys the prima donnas let's give them they're they're gonna they're gonna complain if we don't talk about them i'm gonna let you pick the position group what position group should we go to next john let's go qb i I thought this was an easy one it was an easy one i mean there's really only two to even consider uh and only one of those two has a super bowl trophy so for me matt stafford and the rams 4,886 passing yards last year 41 touchdowns 17 interceptions and as i mentioned one Super Bowl trophy, and to me, that's all you need. If you're just looking at the PFF grades, he outgraded Kyler as well, 86.1 to 82.9. But here's my fun fact. You guys will appreciate this. Matthew Stafford, 73.9 rushing grade on nine scrambles. Hmm. Kyler Murray, 49.2 rushing grade. Oh. <laughs> Which is just based on efficiency. It's not based on yardage. It's not based on touchdowns. It's ba- right. So basically, when Kyler decided to run the ball over the – entire length of the season not very efficient whenever matt stafford all nine times that he decided to run the, run the ball actually did a pretty good job shows to his intelligence shows to his experience knowing when to tuck and run which for him is very rare but but kudos right. to him i, I mean i, he I was thought that was fun stud. i didn't expect to see that uh, yeah 
Yeah, he was a stud. I mean, he grew up in Highland Park, Texas. I, I saw him play baseball, actually, in high school and mm. football. Uh, he was an all-state pitcher as well. Like, the dude, he's right. an athlete. He It's just kind of what he is. I had Kyler running uh, number two as well. Um, after that, I mean, you can't say, obviously, no quarterback for Seattle. Trey Lance, who knows? We've seen 10 quarters and some change. Right. But, you know, if, if, if Trey Lance is playing on the level of those other two guys uh, in his first year starting, then there's going to be some damage there. Um, so we'll have to see what that goes. Let's go running back. I thought this was interesting because there were three guys that I had really, really close. And I, I felt like man, you could kind of go either way. But yeah, uh, who's your who's who's your first team running back? So I did a running back was one of those that was not a slam dunk for me. A lot of these were like wide yeah. receiver. We're going to get to that. That was pretty straightforward. Uh, but running back was one of those. I had to give it a pause, but I'm going to go with tried and true. The guy who was the most productive of this entire group last year. And that is James Conner of the Cardinals. I true all-around back. You got I Connor. Always. I mean, it, I, I think that's the smart choice. Look, we can say uh, Eli Mitchell uh, has not hit his ceiling, arrows up on him. Um, Rashad Penny, I love how he finished. Cam Akers, probably if this was this time last year, I might have put Akers first. But yeah, he, I did. Uh, I did. I went back and looked at my list. I had Akers first. Look at this. 49ers uh, forever <laughs> faithful. I love it. I love this guy. He's awesome. What's up, Josh? He says, got to be Mitchell over Akers. For me, I Mitchell was my number two. Yeah. But man, 15 touchdowns yes, is what Connor right. had last year. And he had more all purpose yards than Mitchell as well. I think Mitchell's can take that very, very easily. I think the touchdowns will be a regression, but he had three times as many touchdowns as, as Mitchell. Um so and here's here's my my fun nugget here. Uh 84 plus PFF receiving and pass blocking grade for Connor as well. So this is the all-around back. In addition to scoring those 15 touchdowns, he's also uh, excels in short yardage, 90.7 PFF rushing grade with two or fewer yards to go since 2017, ranks third among 21 qualifying running backs. So this is a guy who excels in short yardage, excels in receiving, excels in pass blocking, and excels at finding the end zone. I like Eli, uh, Rashad Penny, like I said, finished strong. Cam Akers, if he comes back from that injury. I even threw Kenneth Walker in there because it could be a guy that we're talking about a year from now. But to me, it had to go to Connor. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I agree. Look at the big poppy says you guys are being honest, but you're killing me as a fan. <laughs> That's and, our and job. So, yeah, we we got Debo best this. running back. You know what? I like Tobias. I'm gonna yeah. If Debo's <laughs> qualifying as a running back, we'd put him there. Yeah, that wide back category for sure. But yeah. I, I don't know his 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 carries are going down this year. Uh, for sure, for sure. Debo's not going to be in the backfield, but I can promise you this: we're going to be hearing Debo's name soon. Um, uh, that that's coming up. So, yeah. all right, let's do wide receiver because this is a little difficult. 
Um, very similar to how the NFL does it. They do three wide receivers, a tight end, then a flex play. So that's what we have left. So we got three wide receivers, one tight end, then a flex, which is a fullback, running back, tight end, wide receiver, kind of however you want to go with that. So uh, let's spend some time. We're going to be here for a little bit. Uh, Wide receivers, how'd you grade those out? Yeah, so I'm imagining we have the same four for wide receivers and flex. Uh, The order and who goes in flex and who goes, maybe that's where we're going to differ. But, I mean, we have to start with Mr. Triple Crown winner, Cooper Cup. Yeah. We just have to. This is a guy who led the NFL in receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns in 2021. 93. Should have been the Super Bowl MVP. Should have been the Super Bowl MVP. He's the Super Bowl MVP in my mind. You know, it's it's just a quarterback uh, award at this point. Um, but 93 PFF grade, not only the best in the NFL for wide receivers last year, but one of the highest PFF has ever given out for a wide receiver across a full season. Could Can't understate just how dominant Cup was last year. My biggest thing about Cup is, you know, you see the highlights and the catches and the routes and all that stuff. I think he might be the best run-blocking wide receiver in the NFL, um, which, you know, again, as a coach, it's like those people that can just do it all. The dude has no weaknesses. Yeah. Um, and, He's not you know, afraid to get in there and get dirty and do whatever's best for his team, whether that's in the slot just running short routes or whether it's going deep. I mean, this guy literally does it all. Yeah, yeah. All right, number two. I don't want to talk about Cup anymore. It makes me mad. <laughs> this guy you'll be happy to talk about. Uh, no-brainer, Mr. Wideback himself, Debo Samuel, uh, one of four wide receivers to earn what they call an elite PFF grade, which is above 90, so one of only four in the entire NFL to score above 90. He averaged an NFL leading 10.8 yards after the catch per reception while shedding 27 tackles as a wide receiver. We mentioned him as a running back on the ground, picked up 14 qualified explosive runs of 10 plus yards and broke 28 tackles on 86 carries as a running back. The guy does it all. Uh, He's what a stud to have on. What is he? 25 years old. A lot, a lot of runway left for him hopefully he stays a san francisco 49er for life oh he's getting paid he's getting paid they should there's no way it's good for them he's not going to stay at four million dollars this year there's no way like he's going to get to cash up to 20 and man mclaurin just got paid it's just him and 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 metcalf are yet to get that that cash bag now dk will get paid first and then debo i I just the, the way the 49ers do it they don't offer you know, all the stuff until training camp. So once he reports, uh, but yeah, I got Debo. And you know, one of the things that stood out to me this year, he had more all purpose yards this year than Terrell Owens ever had in his entire career. That's how dominant of a year that was. Um, uh, Here's to hoping he does it again. So uh, we agree. Number one and number two cup Debo number three, my good friend. So number three is one of those that, depending on how you're putting this team together, it could go one of two ways, in my opinion. I went ahead and put Mr. DK Metcalf in there of the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Bamesies. Yeah. So since entering the league in 2019, he's racked up the second most receiving touchdowns and third most contested catches from passes thrown over 20 yards downfield. So this guy is just a certified nightmare of a deep threat. Also racked up the sixth most receiving yards after contact and ninth most broken tackles after the catch. So this is a a yards after catch monster, a deep ball machine. uh, And of course, what a physical specimen. You just, you can't go wrong. He's got the speed, the size, the strength, the whole package. Now, the one caveat I'll put in there is with the quarterback situation that he's going to have, and it's looking like it's going to be Gino and Drew Locke. I mean, we talked about this on our first ever, I think it was our first show, maybe our second show, we did the the, the power rankings and just yeah. how bad the Seattle roster is. It's bad, man. DK might not get a, t- a chance to shine in that offense, but if we're just going talent, we have to put DK at the number three spot. 
Yep, I had them there as well. Um, so our our number one, two, and three were the same. Now, um, let's let's. Uh, you want to we'll, jump we'll to flex off. and then no, we'll... no, okay. okay, no. Let's do tight end. Let's go to tight. Which also we know before, the 49ers fans want to yeah, hear who the tight end. We do. End. Okay. We do. Okay. But that was your very first Seahawk that you have placed on the yeah. first team. Uh, was DK Metcalf. And so just sticking with the toll so far, you have the Rams with four currently, three with the Cardinals, two with the Niners, and one with the Seahawks. So that's where our thing is. We got two more positions. Let's go tight end. Um, I want to hear some good things, my friend. Of course, because, I mean, tight end is, is this is another slam dunk, second only maybe to Trent Williams at left tackle, and that is your boy George Kittle. All-around force at tight end, leads all tight ends since 2018 in receiving yards after contact with 1,171, um, leads in broken tackles after the catch with 58, and yards after the catch per reception with 7.7. Over that same time span, so we're talking about since 2018, Kittle ranks third amongst tight ends in run-blocking grade. So this guy is the total package. You all know him. I don't have to go too much into detail, but Kittle was the obvious choice, far and away the best tight end in the NFC West and one of the best tight ends in the NFL. I agree. I don't know if you guys saw the video where he was deadlifting 635 pounds, repping it today. Uh, I could be off on the weight, but I'm pretty sure I think I'm right. Like, dude's just, you know, you love to see people not make a big fuss about the contracts, you know, but you want to see him get paid always. And, and Kittle was that guy. And, you know, he even said that he was very frustrated with the way the 49ers handled the contract situation, but it all got taken care of. And then after he got his big contract, guess what he did? Went right back to work. Not one of those guys that just got paid. He's the opposite of Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Andre Hayes, where it comes to mind. Uh, so I, I love that guy. How do you not love Kittle? He's incredible. I had Higby as my number two, but it wasn't even close. Yeah. Um, it wasn't close. It's not a very strong tight end division. Right. Because one, you look at uh, Arizona, you know, Zach Ertz. Ertz. All right, cool. All McBride right. is, is promising. You know, he has the yeah. potential to kind of be in this conversation in the next few years, but we can't put a rookie in any of these yeah. spots without having played a single down. Uh, to me, Ertz would be number two. Uh, just because of when he is healthy. And he he showed a connection with Kyler pretty early on. He had a few games where he had a couple touchdowns. Uh, so, I mean, it's a f- big gap between him and Kittle. But if I had to pick a number two, if I'm going two tight end set here, I'm going to put Ertz on the other side next to Kittle. I like it. I like it. All right, let's go with the flex, the last spot that we got. This could be a running back, fullback, tight end, wide receiver, kind of just who you think is that extra guy. First, I want to I want to mention a question. Pete Gorman says, "Does Larry Fitzgerald still play?" I have to mention something here because technically, Larry <laughs> Fitzgerald is not retired. Has he not is a has free not filed agent. the papers. He has not filed the papers. He has not made any sort of announcement or made any sort of indication. But he's a free agent at this point. Doesn't look like the Cardinals are going to sign him. I'm not really sure what he's doing. He's uh, off. He's an entrepreneur. He's working, you know, as a business advisor. He's doing a lot of stuff outside of football. Uh, so technically, yes, but he's not in the NFC West because he's a free agent, so he can't even be in this conversation. It's like um, an Eric Weddle situation with the Rams last year, where yeah. if they get on a deep playoff run, bring him back, just an extra body, you know, allow him to get that Super Bowl. But here's, I mean, the the good news is everybody here loves Fitz, even though he played for the Cardinals. Like he's just such. I mean, a he's stud, such a stand-up guy. Being, yeah, how do you uh, not like him? Amazing player, whatever else, right? But like with Frank Gore, he didn't play last year, but he didn't retire. Yeah. The rules for the Hall of Fame are five years out of the NFL. So even though he hasn't officially retired, that clock has already started for the Hall mm-hmm. of Fame unless he comes back in and plays. So, but yeah, he has not retired yet. Fascinating story. 
so let's go ahead to this flex position. And it is a guy that uh, I see at least three or four comments about, and that is DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, you went D-Hop. I did go D-Hop, and here's why. Yes, we've he's had the injury concerns, and yes, he is going to miss the first six games of the season. But still, if I'm putting this team together, and I want, you know, this is a passing league. I've mentioned on this show before just how important it is to have just an amazing passing attack. I want DeAndre Hopkins, when healthy and when not suspended, still a top 10 wide receiver in the entire NFL. So he finished six or better in receiving grade in five of the six seasons between 2015 and 2020. Since joining Arizona in 2020, his 1.8% drop rate is second best in the NFL. This is a guy that if he is healthy and if he is in the lineup, I'll take six games suspended, especially if he's my number four wide receiver. Uh, and I didn't see enough players that I could justifiably, and I'd love to hear your shot, your thoughts here, John, put ahead of DeAndre Hopkins here uh, on my all-pro NFC West roster. I had, man, I, okay, so here's my order, okay? I had three D-Hop. I took him out because of the six-game suspension. Mm. But whenever he's healthy, as you said, uh, he's he channels that whole offense. Whenever he got taken out of the game, Arizona just freaking was Crumbled. trash. Yeah. Terrible. Side note, um, I'm really interested to see how they play at the beginning of the year. We've been, I also mentioned on this show previously that they are such a first-half team, mm-hmm. and, but they're also such a team that is just dreadful without Hopkins. Now, Hopkins isn't in the first half. I'm fascinated bad, as an NFL fan what that's going to look like. I'm just excited the 49ers have them Week 18. Yes. That's what yes. I'm excited about. There you go. So I had, for my flex spot, I had D-Hop 3, I had Allen Robinson 2, and I had Kyle Juszczyk, uh number one, man. Got to give it up to the juice. I love what he can do. Um, I could just see in my head. Again, now it's a projection. Kyle Juszczyk's notorious for running that wheel route and leaking out of the backfield up the yeah. sidelines. And Jimmy G could never hit him. Never could hit him. Now you got somebody that can throw the deep ball. I, I'm telling you, Juszczyk's going to hit a couple touchdowns this year. I like uh, Juice. What a, he's, he's another one of those guys that, like, I think fans across the league, you just like Kyle Juszczyk. He's just one of those yeah. guys that is a grinder. He's smart. He's athletic. He is there to do whatever the team needs of him. Exactly. Uh, and I do think having a quarterback like Trey Lance is only going to benefit him. I just, I mean, hey, I like Juice, but I can't put him over D-Hop. Uh, That's fair. Yeah. For me, the suspension was was the kicker because yeah, if the suspension wasn't there, I would have had D- uh, Hopkins above DK Metcalf. Yeah, it would have been Cup, uh, Debo. Metcalf would have been my flex Hopkins. If, if Hopkins was healthy and starting week one. Agreed. There. So it, it, I mean, there's nothing wrong. Now here's uh, you know I totaled all of our our first team votes. Um, I had four for the 49ers. You had three. We both had four for the Rams. I only had one for the Cardinals. You're a Cardinals homer, Brian. Did you know that? <laughs> you Apparently. have four Cardinals on this list, my friend. Um, and then Seahawks, I had three. Maybe I'm a closet Seahawks Yeah, I was going to say, you're the, um, who's, the, who's the Seahawks yeah. homer here? At least I the Cardinals made the playoffs guards. last year. The, both guards were trash, man. Yeah. Like, And so I think that's the difference is you gave both guards to Arizona. I gave both well, guards. I gave one to, to L.A. Yeah. Um, I had Edwards in the Oh, Rams. that's that's correct. Yeah, you put Rodney Hudson um, at center. Center Hudson Gabe was Jackson. at center. Yes, that's right. That's right. And so I had three Seahawks. You had one. Mm. Um, now, just sticking with this, you know, my second team nominations. Uh, the 49ers had the most with four. Rams uh, three, Cardinals four, and then Seahawks one. So if mm. we're totaling, okay, if we just look at and we totaled both of our first team and second team scores. All right, so we've got the 49ers with 11. You've got the Rams with 11. You've got the Cardinals with 9. And you've got the Seahawks with 5. 
And I think Which that kind of tells pretty you pretty much lines up with what you, when we story. made predictions for the NFC West, when we did record predictions on this show, uh, that's pretty much exactly what we had. Yeah. We had the Rams and Niners kind of battling for first. We had the, the Cardinals kind of on the fringe and then the Seahawks way behind. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a thing of depth and stars. And yep. the problem with the Seahawks is they don't have stars. They have singular star <laughs> and no depth. Right. Um, and so it's interesting. Then you look at the Cardinals. Cardinals had a lot more depth than I thought. Uh, but again, they, they cleaned up those crappy positions like the guard center guard, which are just not good. But right. th- they kind of dominated that. I don't know. This is interesting. Was there a team that after you finished this year kind of surprised you good or bad? No, because I don't question the talent level on Arizona. Mm. The reason I picked them to finish the way they did is because I'm not a Kingsbury fan. I have not been. I think that the way this team comes out hot and doesn't make the proper adjustments and just once teams figure out what they're trying to do, they shut them down. And which is what is three years in a row, they just they fall off a cliff. Uh, I just so I think that is my why I'm down on Arizona, maybe even though they, they started off as they were the number one seed in the NFC for a good portion of last year. It's not a talent thing. I picked James Conner as my running back. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is my flex. If he's healthy and 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 in there in the lineup, he's still one of the best receivers in the NFL. Rodney Hudson yeah. was my center. Kyler Murray has the talent to be a top seven or eight quarterback. It's just something about the way this team comes together that I just don't buy into. And I think it's because, and maybe it's recency bias. I mean, yeah. they keep just flailing. But to me, that tells a story. If you've done this year in and year out with the head coach where you just cannot finish strong and you just crumble, like this is a 17-game season. You need to have your team ready to play every week for the entire year. And Arizona has shown that they have not been able to do that lately. Yeah, I like that. Now, uh, real quick, Brian, you're my NFL guy. So let's do some Jimmy G talk quick before we jump out of here, if you don't mind. Of course. We had the trade of Baker for a 2024 fifth rounder. Awesome. Um, in your opinion, I was tired of speculating on Baker, (laughs) uh, in your opinion, if Deshaun Watson, and again, we're taking a leap here, gets suspended for the year indefinitely, which I do think will take place, but that's whatever. That's a big if, but let's just assume that's what happens. Do you think there's an opportunity or a possibility for Jimmy G to be traded to the Browns? So I've given this a lot of thought. We've mentioned this once again previously on on one of the episodes I was on, John. And I think last time we were both like, yeah, they should. It makes sense. The more I think about it, I have a feeling Cleveland won't. I have a feeling that they'll stick with Brissett. Um, They they obviously got into this Deshaun mess expecting him to not miss much time at all. They kind of played this thing so they expected it to be smaller than what it looks like it's going to be. And I just have a feeling they're not going to suck it up and want to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo at this point. Because what does that mean next year? Because right. clearly they're going to expect Watson back. Um, so I think they're willing. They, they like the rest of their roster. They're willing to roll with uh, Jacoby Brissett as their starter because they believe in and the rest of the pieces they have. Obviously, they got Amari Cooper. They've got, they still have Hunt and Chubb in the backfield. They still have probably a top five offensive line. You still got Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward. I mean, you've got talent all across the board. So logic says, hey, we'll bring in a quarterback like Jimmy G to make that, but they'd have to teach him the offense. I don't know. I just have a feeling that that's not going to happen. On that same discussion, I'm starting to hear a little bit more about the Giants, but not before training camp. I'm starting to hear, well, what if Dable, as a first-year head coach, is not like they didn't pick up Daniel Jones' fifth-year option. What if they start the season off, and Jimmy G's on the 49ers, because if there's not a good offer, that you might as well have him backing up Trey Lance. And then it just doesn't go well for the Giants. And Dable's like, 
uh, I need somebody better. What if the Giants traded for a guy like Jimmy G? What if Dable wants to use a quarterback like that? I don't know. I, I just, I'm not saying that'll happen, but that's something I'm starting to hear and starting to see that's like, ah, that, that has a little bit of juice. I saw a little bit. Somebody was like, what about the Bucks? I'm like, ah, I, I, Jimmy G behind Brady again. I don't really see that. But the Giants, John, what, what are your thoughts on something like that? I like their... I like the idea of that landing spot big time, but man, they paid Tyrod Taylor a lot of money. Um, mm. I think he got like a two year, $16 million deal. I think it was, they have Davis Webb there. I don't really like that. Well, Taylor's uh, going to get injured. I mean, literally the dude gets injured. Two years, $11 million. Yep. Uh, so yeah, there there's there. I like Tyrod Taylor. Um, and you know, something that again, I don't think that this is necessarily likely, but what happens in my mind, man, if, if Jimmy gets traded, to you know whether it's the browns or the giants or whatever it would be incredible to get one of those veteran quarterbacks back um that cost money because if you look at whether it's the browns right with Brissett or dobbs is their next backup or you're looking at the giants with tyrod taylor man if you're worried about money in the quarterback position which actually the browns have the most cap room in the nfl um, so they, I don't, I don't think money's really the issue there, but man, getting a quality backup, I do not like Nate Sudfeld, even though he got oh, that no. guaranteed 2 million. No, I like Sudfeld. I don't like him as my backup. I really, right. really don't. Um, so I don't know. There's, there's a lot there. We'll see. I just wanted to get your take on it because you're, you're somebody that I think is in the know and gets it. I don't um, think so, he's going to Seattle. I, I'm more, no. more convinced that he's not going to go to the Seahawks. The Niners aren't going to trade him in the division. And all Seattle the people that keep be... saying he's going to get released? Hell no. Now why? You don't release him? You don't he's going to walk that. for free to Seattle? Yeah. No, no way. You, you don't hell. need the, the cap savings. You're not, you know, you've signed your rookie class. There's not a benefit to cutting him at this point. You have that veteran presence behind Lance that can, if Lance gets injured or if he just comes out of the gate and struggles, there makes there's zero advantage at this point in the offseason for San Francisco to release Jimmy G, they're either going to trade him or they're going to keep him as the backup for the all year. Yeah, and I know somebody's screaming right now, like, oh, that salary cap space, you could roll it into the future and sign Bosa. That I agree with. None of this is going to help you in 2022. Yeah, Shanahan is not going to release a quarterback when you have the Seattle Seahawks in division finally just, like, with no help. No doubt yeah. Jimmy would sign there tomorrow just to piss Kyle Shanahan off. Can't do that. Can't do it. All right, Brian, anything you got before we jump out of here? Well, as always, hey, guys, uh, check out Legit Football, legitfootball.com. Just hit join in your email address, 100% free. All your NFL news, five minutes a day. Uh, we've got the newsletter. We also have an app, and we have a, a companion podcast. But as I mentioned at the top of the show, if you weren't on yet, my 30 minutes of football show every Tuesday and Friday in the off season at 10 a.m. Pacific, I'm going to have your boy John Chapman on next Tuesday at 10 a.m., just talking some NFL talk, but because it's him, it's probably going to be like 85% Niners. <laughs> so you want to have an extension of this show, check us out Tuesday. would appreciate you guys. Go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Always reach out on Twitter at underscore legit football. I'd love to hear from you guys. Love it, man. Well, that's going to do it for us today, and we will be back next Thursday with some more NFL talk. And until then, stay strong, faithful. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.